Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Debbie Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxCore.com, with your hosts Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops, bringing you all the guys who should be on your fantasy radar this season and leading into your upcoming rookie draft. Welcome to another edition of the Dev Delight, brought to you by ExpandTheBoxScore.com. As we prepare to send off the 2020 class and head into the 2021 class, we want to give you our last set of rankings uh, before we do so, and we're going to do that with the quarterbacks today. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Stoops. How are you today, sir? I'm doing wonderful. Had a long day at work. Same amount of hours, but, you know, one of those busy, busy days. So excited to uh, take a step back and, and talk some QB rankings. I know that uh, in one of our chats, it wasn't quarterback related, but we kind of went back and forth, or at least I did more so, went back and forth on some other prospects and where we have them ranked. So definitely excited to get our final, uh, you know, QB rankings out there for the 2020 class and uh, see what kind of, um, you know, basically stir the pot a little bit, see where we can you know, get, get some disagreements on. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And and the idea with this, guys, is what we're going to do is we're going to release our 10 through 6 rankings for Stoops and I. We're going to talk about a guy or two that we like within that, within that uh, you know, category right there of the 10 through 6. And then we're going to reveal our 5 through 1. And then once we do that, we're going to talk about the guys that we like there. And then we're going to release our tiers of where we think these guys at tier 1, tier 2, tier 3, tier 4. Um, if if need be but uh that's kind of the goal of the episode i'm really excited everybody that listens to the show knows how much i love quarterbacks so let's go ahead and start talking these quarterbacks all right steve go ahead and kick us off with your 10 through 6 qb rankings yeah so starting off number 10 um i've got cole mcdonald out of hawaii uh number nine i've got nate stanley Number eight, I've got your boy, Anthony Gordon. Um, do still like him a lot, but, you know, there was some some stuff that came about, you know, at the Senior Bowl, um, good and bad. So, you know, hopefully we can move him up, uh, maybe a re- rehashed later on. But nonetheless, I've got Anthony Gordon at sitting number eight right now. Number seven, I've got your other boy, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> and number six, I've got uh, I've got Jake Fromm, who, as if y'all remember, when we first released, very, very first, I had him as my QB1 overall. So I've got Jake Fromm sitting at number six. Uh, so coming in at number 10 for me, I've got Nate Stanley. Um, he's one guy I really still do like. Um, I still think it is insanely weird that this guy wasn't invited to the Senior Bowl. I still don't know that. And going back now, it's kind of a question I wish maybe I would have asked then. Um, number nine, I've got Steve Montez. He was very hit and miss. He's a wild card in this draft. I think he could either be um, – a decent backup in this league for you know the next five to ten years or he could be a quarterback in the xfl in the next year um coming in at number eight is a quarterback i do not like uh, no matter what stoop says um <laughs> jalen hurts he's slotted at number eight 
Number seven, I actually have Jake Fromm, um, which is kind of funny. He had him as high as one. I had him as high as three, uh, dating back to August. So that's insane to kind of watch him fall. And then, of course, number six, I've got Anthony Gordon. Um, he's one of the guys that I was literally just talking to Stoops about off the air, about somebody that's slowly but surely rising up my rankings and did so um, with his performance in that Senior Bowl game. Um, Stoops, out of these guys, pick one that you like but you and you kind of want to talk about a little bit about. Yeah, so the one that I, I do want to touch base on um, – is Jake from himself. So you look at his numbers overall, they're not eye popping. Um, and, and even if you watch the film, he rarely does anything that just kind of stands out. I mean, you watch, for example, and I'm not comparing the two per se, but you watch like a, a, a Trevor Lawrence and, and you know, you asked me to make a cut up for like an article that you were, you were making and watching some of those film or watching some of the, that game film. It's just kind of like, man, he made that pass. How do you do that? Jake Fromm doesn't necessarily do that. He does have some good deep passes and some good you know uh, ball placement with it so um he's still a guy i do like a lot it's just with the performance that we saw from him this entire season that's why i've dropped him down um to that sixth spot so still very excited about him um he's still obviously he you know hasn't shrunk or anything he's still got some decent size to him 6'2 uh sitting at 225 as well so um got some good weight could take some hits if, if need be um but sitting at you know 2,610 passing yards, 22 uh, passing touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, having the lower interception total is definitely something that I like to see. So it, it, it's he's still a, uh, I'm still a fan of Jake Fromm. I, I like what I've seen as a collective whole, but not necessarily liked it enough to obviously keep him as the QB one or even inside the top five. So definitely someone I will be keeping a very very close eye on through this off season going into um, obviously pro days. Um, and then um, I'd have to think he'll be at the combine. I think he's one that's obviously going to get the invite there. We know that some have kind of been left out um, previous years um, that maybe should have made it. But I, I would have to assume Jake Fromm will be there. The, the quarterback class is, you know, normally not a super deep, um, you know, as far as total, um, you know, prospects, I should say. So I'm sure he'll be there. Definitely want to see what we see through this um, this offseason. Um, hopefully he can start to answer some questions that a lot of people, including myself, do still have. Uh, I'd love to see him. He just doesn't throw the ball. You know, you look at Georgia's offense. I mean, yeah, he had 354 passing attempts. That's not necessarily a small number, but it's just the way that the, the Georgia offenses ran. He wasn't necessarily, I don't think, able to showcase his full potential. Um, so just hard to get in a rhythm, obviously, whenever you, you, you run a different type of scheme like what Georgia does. But he's the one that I like to talk about, you know, and, and see what we've got going through the offseason for him. Who, who do you got? Who do you want to talk about? Uh, obviously, the guy I want to talk about the most is Anthony Gordon. Um, this is one guy that I like a whole lot. And, and I wrote in my article a lot of what I like about him and why I think that he continuously rises up my draft rankings. If you just kind of the few things that pop off. Um he was number one in the country in pass completions, number one in the country for pass attempts. He was fourth in pass completion percentage, completing 71% of his passes. Now think about this for just a second. He threw the ball 689 times last year, and he completed 71% of his passes. That, to me, is one of those things that is really awesome. Um, he threw for 5,579 yards, which was only second to Joe Burrow. Um you know his adjusted uh, passing yards per attempt. He was six in the uh, six in the Pac-10 for 8.4 yards. He had 48 touchdown passes, um, which was second to only 
um, Joe Burrow. Um, his passing efficiency rating was uh, 157, which was good for in the top five of the country. I mean, he had a lot of statistics that popped up. Now, a lot of people will say, all right, was it because of Mike Leach? And you're right. It probably a lot of it was. But the thing that stood out to me the most about Anthony Gordon is, is when we had the conversation with him. Mike Leach, yes, it is a very much just chuck the ball t style of offense. But at the same time, he broke down the reads of, of what Mike Leach wants from them. You know what I mean? It's not always first read. It's the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth read. And it's about playmaking. And I think that's the big thing that stood out at the Senior Bowl was his ab ability it's a weird motion. I, I can't even explain it to you because even the touch, I've even rewatched it a couple times. But the touchdown from Gordon to Gandy Golden, I don't know how he made that throw. I, I legitimately, it was a very awkward, very like off kilter throw that he made that obviously Gandy Golden ran the great route there, but the ball was there. The ball was caught. And the reason it was is because he made a fantastic throw. And that's the kind of thing that I think that he brings to the table. He's not the most athletic guy in the world, but he is actually pretty decently athletic. He's a natural leader. I think he's got some pretty good accuracy on his deep ball. His ball placement is very nice. And like I said, the big problem obviously with him is, you know, is he is he a system type of player? What is he only going to succeed in a Mike Leach style offense? Which is a very much high consistently thrown the ball. I've said my most ideal fit for this guy is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Bruce Arians would just be enamored to have Anthony Gordon as his quarterback. And I think, I mean, I think there's a lot of teams that would, but Anthony Gordon will only be successful if he goes to the right offense. And that of course is one of the big knocks on Gordon, but Anthony Gordon was a guy that wasn't even on my radar. Um, at the beginning of the season, I will be interested to see if KJ Costello actually does transfer over um, to Mississippi State, right? Mississippi State? Mm -hmm. uh, and Mike Leach and see if he can kind of transform Costello to be a top flight quarterback next year. It's nothing official, but it's being talked about for sure. And I think that would be great for his stock. But even with the one year, I love me some Anthony Gordon. I think that his natural leadership and his competitiveness and his quick learning really will benefit come combine pro day etc etc steeps i completely agree with you he's definitely someone that that um as you said he he wasn't even on my uh my radar come start of the season um but definitely after seeing him him throughout the season then also definitely at the senior bowl and even getting to talk with him like 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 we said on previous episodes when you get to talk to the guys you kind of you get a better feel of what what's you know kind of going on in their head and their their poise i guess you could say whenever they're asked hundreds upon hundreds of questions from different people and they're trying to get pulled different ways and he was just you know accepting and willing to all of it so definitely someone that we're i'm, I'm excited to keep an eye on throughout this um off season as well all right steve's give me your five through one now all right sitting at number five um this was a guy that that really did start to rise up my boards um someone who i'm still you know skeptical about but jordan love um, I got him sitting at number five. I definitely didn't have him anywhere near number five uh, last time we released our rankings. Number four, this one will be very controversial with many people. I've got Tua sitting at number four. Um, number three, I've got Jacob Eason. And number two, sitting, uh, I've got Joe Burrow. Just kidding. Just kidding. I've got Justin Herbert sitting at number two. And number one, of course, Joe Burrow. Um, that's a clear cut, you know, far and away number one uh, QB rankings for me. So who do you got? 
Alright, ours is just a little bit slightly different. I've got I've got Jordan Love at five as well. Um, he's another one that creeped up my draft board. And I think I, I've got a little bit more to say about him, but I'll say it a little bit later, I think, when we're talking about the tiers. Um, number four, I've got Jacob Eason. I did what you did at first, and I've tossed and turned about it. Um, I like Jacob Eason. I like Jacob, Jacob Eason a whole lot. And I... I'm still not sure that I couldn't change these two hand in hand. I'm not a big two a guy, but I, I went two a three, and then of course I went Herbert two, and then of course you got you know you got the king on the top. So for me, um, it, it's to me personally the, the, there's you've got your enchilant guys, you got your head guys, and then you've got some guys that are just a lot of question marks. And uh, who in this top five did you want to talk about? Oops. Yeah, so the guy that I want to touch base on is Jacob Eason. I did essentially what you were doing with Jacob Eason and Tua. It was kind of like that. How do I want to put it? You know, but I just like Jacob a little bit more. Um, and against the, the ranked opponents that he played this year, he had four games against ranked opponents, one being a bowl game. Um, in those four games combined, he went basically 90 of uh, 139, 64.7 completion percentage, 995 passing yards, eight passing touchdowns with only one interception. Um, and again, the whole college rushing aspect, he had 15 rushing attempts for negative 39 yards. So basically he got sacked a whole lot um, is really what ended up happening there. But still having the eight touchdowns to one interception against those ranked opponents. Um, and the worst game that he had um, was against USC. He went 16 of 26, 61.5 completion, only had 180 passing yards, no touchdowns or interceptions um but then you look at whenever he played utah uh number nine ranked at the time he threw the ball 51 times he did only complete 56.9 percent so that's definitely something you want to see you know increase but when you throw the ball 51 times you're bound to to have some you know some arid throws here and there but he threw for 316 yards four touchdowns and that is where that one interception came about so i just you know what, what you see against ranked opponents that's that's to me, a, a big um, a big proponent on what you can or cannot do. Um, so even though he didn't have a whole lot of passing yards against USC per se, he didn't throw any interceptions, which is obviously a huge thing. So definitely love seeing that. And then even whenever you go down a little bit further and you look at the down and distance performance on the website um, on xmantheboxscore.com, uh, first and 10 plus, he completed 65% of his passes for 1,305 yards, and he had 10 passing touchdowns um, on first down, first and 10 plus, and 39 first downs. So, as you've seen, you know, through your skill positions as well, even at the, the quarterback position here with Jacob Beeson, he's getting it done on first down, which is definitely something you love to see. So, um, he's a guy that, that, Obviously, he kind of took a step back, I'd have to say, whenever he basically got essentially, you know, he got he got injured. So that kind of played a factor into it. But whenever Jake Fromm took over that starting job down in Georgia, he transferred out, then went to Washington. Once he finally once Jacob Beeson got back onto the field, it was almost like he didn't even miss a beat, to be honest with you. Um, from a lot of the film that I've watched, I have really, really enjoyed and really liked what I saw from him and think he, he can definitely translate to the next level. So I'm excited what what that you know has in store but when i went through and looked at the ranked opponents that was kind of my biggest thing that i wanted to see he's got some other good games throughout the season but to me against those top 25 opponents that's where it'll really start to to show what you are capable of doing because obviously when you get to the next level even the worst of the worst at the next level is essentially going to be um 
better than kind of what you're facing essentially week in and week out. He is in a stronger conference where there are some some top-notch, you know, caliber players going through there. But still, nonetheless, seeing what you do against top 25 is a, a big thing for me. Yeah, I love me some Jacob Eason. And, and it's kind of crazy to me, and this is not necessarily a knock on Jordan Love, but it's kind of a knock on Jordan Love. I just, when I look at my big board and I, I look at the guys that I have ranked, I just don't see how anybody can rank Love above Easton, Tua, or Herbert, or even Bur- you know even Burrow, obviously. But it kind of it kind of makes me think like crazy things because to be honest with you, like Easton has a, a gun of an arm, like he has mm-hmm. a cannon of an arm. Sometimes too, his his deficiencies. One of the big things I think that I love about Easton the most, and what people are going to fall in love with this kid about, is going to be. You know his ability to take a uh, to take the snap under center or even in shotgun. You know he's he's making him immediately adaptable to any system in the in in the NFL. So I think that's going to be one guy. I think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be taken in the first round that somebody's going to trade back into the first round just to get that fifth year on. You know, kind of like ideally fits. You know, maybe if Carolina creep back into the into the first round or uh, Oakland or even a Tampa Bay or something like that, kind of jump back into the first round because a lot of teams like that fifth year option with a quarterback. You know what I mean? They're they're willing to kind of dive back into a round just to get that fifth year option because if you don't have that fifth year option, then you get a franchise after the fourth year. If you do end up with a you know a, a stud of a quarterback and the guy that I want to talk about in this tier is I I. I could not believe this when I saw this when I was I was doing some research, but Colin Coward, who <laughs> he called Justin Herbert the most overlooked quarterback in the 2020 NFL draft. I don't know how I feel about this because I Wait, didn't. <laughs> he said he's the most overlooked. Yes. Okay. I, I I didn't know that was humanly possible for yeah. a guy that's consistently ranked number two or number three in a majority of the rankings now if you're saying because of joe burrow he's being overlooked then i guess you could because honestly we've talked about this a thousand times justin herbert is clear-cut probably the best raw prospect available in this draft ahead of even joe burrow joe burrow is coming off one of the statistically greatest college football seasons of all time you know so that's the big difference the big thing about justin herbert for me is this he improved year uh, year over year massively in a few things that you want him to, you know, approve upon. He played in 14 games this year. He had he raised his uh, completion percentage a little over seven points, which is something that a lot of people criticized him for in his junior season, where he only had a 59.4 complete completion percentage. And then of course he raised his uh he's, he raised his touchdown to interception. Uh, ratio as well he had 404 uh, attempts in 2018 had eight interceptions which still isn't a lot guys but in 2019 he had 428 and he only had six interceptions to me that was a big stepping stone as well the one thing that that shows to me is his ability to adapt and try to get better you know he's the most raw prospect that's you know he's got four years of starting eight plus games in his career so he's got the you know the background of playing in consistent games over a year you know the Pac-12 isn't you know isn't necessarily the SEC but it's not exactly easy year in year out a couple notable other things that you know kind of touching on the fantasy wise as well is he does run for some touchdowns he did you know he ran for four last year he had 13 total in his career so even if you're getting a, a you know three to four touchdown rushes a year from him that's you're gonna benefit from those 
throughout the uh, fantasy season as well. But for me, I love Herbert. We've talked about him a thousand times on this show, and we talked about how much we like the guy. And he only, in my opinion, solidified that he is 1A, 1B with Joe Burrow, um, as far as, it, in my opinion, as far as it goes when it comes to the quarterbacks in this draft, because Justin Herbert is good at football, and he's 6'6", 237 pounds. He's soft-spoken. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's a leader, and he is going to take a team to the next level here in here on Sundays in the very near future, Jacob. I mean, Stoop, sorry. <laughs> We're going to just change my name altogether to something totally different. No, yeah. I... <laughs> I agree with you, though. I mean, what we saw, you know, we we talk about it in a lot of my I don't want to call them debates, but my discussions, you know, about certain players. I always refer back to the senior bowl. And again, yes, it's practice. Yes, it's you know, there, there's more to it than just the practice, because obviously off the field stuff as well. But what I saw in person um on the field and off the field from Herbert is it's what you want to see out of a prospect. Honestly, like you said, he has a great head on his shoulders, watching him run down the field 40 yards just to give his guy a high five or a pick me up. If, if it was an overthrow on his end saying, Hey, my bad, I'll get you next time. Whatever it was, it doesn't matter. The fact that he's running down the field just speaks volumes for his leadership. And I, I can't wait to see where he gets drafted. Um, if he gets the right landing spot, there's a couple spots out there for really a lot of quarterbacks to land. And if they get there, oh my goodness, they're going to skyrocket up these these fantasy boards. You know, obviously in a super flex format, he's essentially already a, a projected first round rookie pick. But man, if he goes to the right spot, it's it's going to be interesting to see where some people take him. So I'm excited to see what the, the future holds for him and uh, through this process. I agree 100%. All right, Steve, so we kind of decided, and this is going to play a big part in when we do our running back and wide receiver uh, rankings, breaking down these guys in tiers. So we decided we wanted to do it with all positions. So go ahead and kick us off with your tiers. Just give them, you can give them all to me, four, three, two. I know you said you have four, I have three. So go ahead and give me all the guys you have in your tiers. Okay, yeah. So I've got four tiers here. So sitting in tier four, I'll start there and kind of work my way back. Tier four, I've got Nate Stanley, Cole McDonald, Shea Patterson, Steven Montez, and Mason Fine. Um, I like some 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 things out of all those guys, but again, they, they are towards the bottom of my rankings there. So that's my tier four. Tier three, Jordan Love, Jake Fromm, Jalen Hurts, and Anthony Gordon. I know you're not going to like that Anthony Gordon one, but that's where I've got him. Um, tier two, um, again, this is that Jake. I've got Jacob Beeson and Tua. That's kind of where I was saying like, interchangeable whether they're three four to me they're at the same level like i said i got them in the same tier so that's where we're at and then tier one obviously i've got joe burrow and justin herbert so that's how my tiers are laying out right now okay so for me personally what i did with mine i didn't even bother ranking the other guys in tiers because i don't think they have anything to bring to the table fantasy wise and i know that's kind of harsh but it's just how i feel about it so in tier three i actually have anthony gordon and jake Fromm. Um, in tier two, I have Jacob Eason and Jordan Love. And then tier one, I have Burrow, Herbert, and Tua. Um, basically, I didn't go another tier only because I don't feel like the rest of the guys are going to have any fantasy relevance. And yes, that includes Jalen Hurts. So whatever y'all want to say, say it. I don't really care. But for me, obviously, I, you know, I teased um, in my head, I t- kind of teased the idea of having 
Eason in Tier 1 or dropping Tua from Tier 1 to Tier 2. I think the only reason I have tier, Tua in Tier 1 because of how high he's going to be drafted. I think he's going to play. I, he might not play next year per se or not play the first half of next year. But he's going to be drafted high enough where he's going to have... Um, he's going to have value. You know what I mean? He's going to play. You're going to watch him. Jacob Eason, I think, will play as well. But I don't know how soon versus Tua, you kind of know how high he's going to be. He's going to be picked in the top 10. You know what I mean? He's, it's going to happen. Probably top five, maybe. But I feel like you're going to see a lot of Tua because of whoever drafts him is going to play him because of his value. And that's the reason why I snuck him into tier one and kind of left Eason in love in that tier two. And I do love Gordon and I do love from, but obviously, you know, when you're doing this, I do have Gordon higher than a lot of other people do in my rankings. Cause I think he's got the ability, but when we're kind of breaking down these tiers, it's kind of thinking, all right, this is actual reality. You know what I mean? What can we expect of these guys on the next level? And where do we expect you guys to have them on your radar um, heading into your future drafts and what tiers should those guys be in and that's the kind of mind frame I went into it with uh, Stoops yeah so for me the reason that I have Tua in that tier two so basically what you're saying is 100% what my mindset was at as far as he's going to get drafted earlier so I definitely understand having him in the tier one reason I dropped him down to the tier two is simply for the fact um, that basically even with Jacob Eason I think they are going to be sitting and the reason I think Tua is sitting is the injury, not necessarily because he can't be a, a viable starter right off the get-go. It's just simply the fact that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he you know, does heal a lot quicker, and he's able to get in much sooner than what I think. Um, I just haven't seen much you know, feedback on the actual time frame as far as what they did say he's going to be throwing at the combine, if I remember seeing yeah. that correctly. So that's a big step for sure. But um, that's why I dropped him down. But kind of like what he said. So for me, the tier ones, those are guys I think can go to an organization right now, be a starter, um, albeit they may not be a, you know, MVP per se caliber or, or even rookie of the year type quarterback. But I think they can jump in and be a starter right now, day one type thing. Tier two, I think, again, kind of sit back, learn the schemes, learn from a vet and just kind of move on that route or, again, heal up from injuries. Um, and then tier three is one of those going to the right fit, going to a right scheme and learning that. And again, same concept is to sit for a little while, learn the game, just learn the pace of it. And, and then I think from there, you'll be able to go on and tier four, kind of what you just didn't rank them at all. Tier four is that, Hey, I'm not really going to touch you in fantasy. You know, I, I don't think you're going to have much of a, a role at an NFL organization as far as, you know, especially being fantasy viable. So you kind of just left them out, which essentially is what my mindset was but i still put him in a tier so um that's kind of the route i went with it all so that's 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 what my mindset was yeah it's not bad at all i mean you're right i mean it's it, i kind of just didn't think those guys have fantasy relevance and i still don't and no offense to the jalen hurts fan club but i i don't i still don't think that he's gonna have any fantasy relevance because i don't think he's really good at football but folks do us a favor head on over to expandtheboxscore.com check out the tool Use promo code STOOPS to get the um, 10% off the database. Also, head on over to Twitter. Give us a follow. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Blair underscore. And then give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See y'all later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.